Hi there, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, marriage and family therapist, and hosting conversations on the human experience. I want us to get to hear that we are alike, that there are things and places that we have journeyed like together on. Even though it wasn't the same road, it might have felt the same way. And in this new series of TrailerCast conversations, I'm just sitting down with people and we're talking about what's going on now, what that's like for them. And I hope that in these conversations, you get to get curious about your own story, that maybe you learn something or get frustrated with something or agree or disagree or whatever, right? But that, that your container gets to expand in a way that feels safe for you, in a way that feels exciting and brilliant and thrilling and all the things. Today's conversation is with my friend Maggie. She is a local yoga instructor and true dear heart. She is a woman of power and strength and playfulness. Taking her classes have been life-giving and fun and things that I, maybe words I wouldn't normally associate with yoga. Maybe because I'm not a super yoga person, but I am a person and I feel like being in Maggie's class, there's room for that. There's room for the, for humanity. And so today we talk about, we just jump right into it. We jump right into the conversation around um, spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity and a practice and transitions and just what it's like to be here now. So I hope you enjoy. Cheers. What's like in your heart or imagination for us to like go into today? Okay. So here's where I'm at with the whole like concept of spiritual bypass. Cause I see it happening all over me and around me and within the industry that I work within and it's everywhere on social media. It's the love and light whitewashing of yeah. humanity and the like good vibes only club. <laughs> and my entire, not my entire, cause the first few years of teaching yoga, that's very much how I taught too, because it's what was modeled to me. And, and then it was what, you know, I started um, kind of doing in my life was like, okay, if I have just this, you know, everything's okay, everything's good. And, and then everything will be fine. And I was teaching that way too. And then started to see just like, oh, this isn't working for me. I'm in a full collapse, like this thing that helped me, this thing that saved me, this thing that like brought me to a place that I could stand on my own two feet is now making me buckle on my knees. And, um, and then I started to shift that and be like, okay, humanity is all right. Mm -hmm. And, you mm -hmm. know, this idea of, um, being human is a spiritual experience and that yes, is, is fraught with nuance and color and light and dark and love and, you know, rage and hatred and every other thing under the sun. And yes. so I started to really teach in a way that encompasses all of that and welcomes all of that into the space. And for the most part, I think that's why people enjoy my class, but Absolutely. it is very interesting because I do get Every year and there, I get a student who will come up to me after class and say, you know, I don't appreciate that you asked me to like hold this feeling or I come here to forget. I come here to escape. And, you know, I, I gently, if they're willing, have the conversation of like, mm, that's actually the antithesis of what we're doing here. The escape model, you know, right. like, and, um, mm yeah, I just kind of feel like, okay, in the time that we're living in right now, especially, I mean, last week just like brought me to yeah, yeah. the depths of hell, right? Yeah. And yes. feeling yes. all of that. And, and I, I choose in those moments to carefully and intentionally bring that into my classes mm -hmm. because I think it's important that like people know that like you're allowed, you're allowed yes. to feel all that. In fact, not only are you allowed, not only is your right, but it is your duty. It absolutely. Absolutely. Maggie, will you talk a little bit more about the spiritual bypassing? Because that's a phrase that um, 
And people would be like, wait, what? I haven't heard that phrase before, even if they've had the experience of it. Right. Well, in my opinion, or, or from what I understand of it and how it affected me, it's the kind of like, let me go around whatever it is that I am experiencing. Like if I can just, and if I can just like leave that here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go around because in my, like in my own personal experience of the struggle that I've experienced in my life. And you know, my life has been, I live with and have lived with anxiety and depression my entire life. And this is a perfect example. When I was practicing yoga on a very regular basis and buying into the good vibes only tribe in the beginning that worked. And it was like, Oh, that stuff's not there. I'm fine. Everything's good. I am my highest self. Mm. But in order, I saw, I saw it somewhere the other day, it was a poet and gosh, I wish I had saved who had written it. Um, you know, Thank, thank heavens for memes. They're amazing. Um, but the, the meme said, in order to truly be intimate with your highest self, you must be willing to be intimate with the lowest self. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there is what encompasses spiritual bypass, at least yeah. from my, my, yeah. my yeah. perspective is that yes. people are not willing to, or think that like for me to sit inside of the negative feelings when I was mm-hmm. younger, it was like, oh, it's a cave and I'm not going to be able to come out. And I totally. think if we can like really give people an opportunity to see that it is those, those tough moments, good or bad, actually all emotions, they're not a cave, they're a tunnel. Totally. Well, that's a, it's an invitation. They're an invitation. Right to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's similar to like the toxic positivity or even some forms of like pop psychology, super large in the self-help community of like, if I just don't think about it and I just, um, put all my attention on good things, then the rest will work out. And it feels like such a childlike way to be an adult and not in like necessarily the, the greatest way <laughs> like the sense of I'm like that's cute I mean that's really a cute way to think and I I but I mean yeah it doesn't it only works for so long until it doesn't it's like the pink like pink clouding pink cloud the, yeah mm-hmm. pink clouding your life it's like well eventually yeah a storm is going to break through those pink clouds and then, and then what? what? Yeah. It's interesting. I, so I just, I received a phone call from a friend this summer or the summer, spring, whatever season we're in. And her child was going through something like the most radical experience of never, ever having before had to hold failure, like naturally good at sports, naturally intelligent, easy to make friends. And all of a sudden one thing happened and it was like a life or death situation. And it was like, it shocked me. And then I thought, wow, right. If we don't have opportunities to literally just understand what it's like to hold and be held in the underbelly or the lowest or the other, right? That we don't even have the stability or muscle strength or literally anything to rely on when that happens. Because it's it's life. We belong to this world. This is what will happen. Um, and like the bottom dropped out and there was nothing there. Yeah. Shocking, debilitating. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wild. And we experienced a lot of that with my stepson, my kiddo, you know, growing up. He's 20 now and was so protected from disappointment. And everything that he, you know, loved doing was like, okay, I'm really good at skimboarding. So I'm gonna join a, do a skimboarding competition. And if I don't make first place, then I'm never doing it again. Because the, disappo- the disappointment was so like, there was no never any space. And I look back at it from the time that he was a wee little one, like yeah. to fall down. It's like, yeah, we fall down and we yeah. scrape our knees and we get hurt and it sucks. And, you know, like, but we also have to be a container for that without just quickly sweeping it away mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah that that's I'm so sorry that hurts right now 
Yeah, you fell. It hurts. That's real. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. see this. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting to see what we are producing by way of like humans, um, whether that just whether it be children or in adults, the the soft, like <laughs> somewhat flimsy feeling of security. Yeah. Well, what is it that Glennon, I know you love Glennon too, but what do, is she, I she, do. yeah, um, she's my best friend. She doesn't know it, but she is. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't, we equally love people and don't like them it's... too. So I totally understand. Um, but you know, what does she always say? You can't protect your children from pain. We also can't protect ourselves from pain. And, you know, and then to piggyback that with the other Holy Grail, um, you know, Brene, who says, Mm -hmm. if you selectively numb out the bad, you're also numbing out the good. And that's the whole thing with the like toxic positivity and the the, like bypass past culture and, and good vibes only and love and lighting everything is that it's like, it's Mm -hmm. divorcing us from our humanity. Yeah. And, and (laughs) I, I, I am enraged. I know that that feels like yeah. a big no, emotion no, it. for it. Yes. But I am enraged at every single time I see an Instagram meme or a reel that is just like, if you just have love and God and your heart and abundance in your heart, life will provide so much for you. It's like, no, this isn't the secret. You can't just be like, I want a red Corvette. Here it is. It's like, Mm-mm. yes, and, right? Like, let's have all the desire for all of that and put it out into the world that we want abundance and that we want positivity and that we believe and love and all that but we also have to take action and sometimes action goes back into that underbelly you've got to be willing to do sip that stuff and move through that stuff yeah we referenced last week and just for context um school shooting at an elementary school um I think if you're open to it, I mean, I'm, I think it's, we could use that as part of like this conversation that there was a lot of diverse, um, response in even some of the moms I had talked to that morning when we first heard about the shooting and sending our kids to school, some moms didn't know what had happened in Texas. And it shocked me that they that they didn't know. And then some of the response was like, like, oh, I really didn't want to know that. And, and I, I, I was so shocked. I, I like, I, I like kind of like stopped walking. I was like, I, Oh my God, like that, the, to be so steeped in privilege that you could feel like you, I'm so, you told me that. And now I didn't want to know that. And it was like, Oh wow. The perfect example of really not knowing how to hold anything other than positivity and what happens when we have these mass shootings? What happens when our kids come home with questions? What happens when the worst happens? Um, it's more than something that's inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> that was it, it, all the conversations. And I kept coming back to um, the poet Maggie Smith. Um, have you ever heard Good Bones? Oh, yeah. And oh, I, wow. I actually used yeah. that poem oh, yes. in my conversations as well as in the classes that I was teaching because that is to me, and I come back to it over and over again when I am just like so steeped in the reality and the grief and, and the like just where we are right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This idea of like, yeah, the world is at least 50% terrible. Yeah. Yeah. On a good day. Yeah. Yep. And denying that doesn't do anything. But her last lines in that poem about, you know, any good realtor walking you through a real shithole will chirp on and on about good bones. You could make this place beautiful, right? Mm. We can. Mm. We can make this place beautiful, but we can't do it by painting over a dark wall with white because you're still going to see it. It's still underneath there. And it's going to take you so much more work to keep painting over that dark, dark wall. If you don't use primer, if you don't use the tools to observe what's there first. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, you know, it, part of this has been, 
and I'd love to kind of hear your perspective, like in the body as a yoga teacher, the idea that we can hold something within a space of tolerance before we are either flooded to this place of, I, I'm so overwhelmed by this and my inability to do something to the other bottom of that is like, I feel nothing. I'm so removed from that. I'm like paralyzed, numb in this knowing that I also am not in any action and trying to move like the person, the human, the experience, the capacity into a space of, I can look at enough information and facts about what's happening in my world so that I can tolerate the initiation into my responsibility as a human and the, the, I mean, the break in, the breakdown of we respond like human beings when something like that happens. So it, it can be wonky, though, for people. And some have different capacities and tolerance for large-scale tragedy. So tell me a little bit through the body. Like, what is, like, I just feel like there's a bit of a mirror through what you literally do professionally and then that emotional component. Absolutely. Well, if we can just even, like, look at it from a perspective of, of a posture. Right. Mm -hmm. The entire like yoga in its essence physically uh, is like it's designed to emulate life. Right. So when you are on the mat, postures and how we move through them, it's like some things are easy. Some things are hard. What's easy for me is hard for you, vice versa. Mm and we have to transition through what's easy and transitions through what's hard. And I always say that like a pose, a yoga pose is called a pose for a reason because it poses questions. It says, how are you going to treat yourself while you're in the middle of this? How do you treat others while you're in the middle of this? How do you treat yourself and others when you think you're good at it or it's easy or you can handle it? How do you treat yourself and others when you think you're not good at it or it's not easy and it's hard? And how you actually answer those questions and sit with it, that is actually the yoga. Mm. Oh my gosh, Maggie. You know, and I think um, (laughs) when you, you, exactly what you're saying, like a room of 30 students is like a a little bit of a like small spectrum of of humanity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you have 30 people in that room and we all have different lived experiences. We all have different bodily experiences, injuries, things like that in our bodies. And, you know, before any, before any great transition, transformation, self-awareness always has to come first, right? Totally. It does. And and self-awareness isn't, is the potency of presence. And that is Uh, scary. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for a lot of us who really are, are, living our lives on the surface layer Mm. and dipping below every now and then and dipping back up, but like not necessarily excavating deeper. Um, Capacity is hard. And that's for me, like that's what the entire yoga practice is about is expanding capacity in a Mm. safe titrated way, not digging right into the center of the hottest thing that you've ever eaten and going, that's awesome. And then burning the crap out of your mouth, but like just Mm. scraping around the edges until we can get in there. Mm. Or if you're already inside the depth of it, gently pushing against the edges. And it's so somatic what you're saying. Yeah. And you can only, I always tell students like we can only move as fast as the slowest part of our body is safe to go. And I think that that goes towards, you know, if we circle back to what we were talking about with the, the shooting news and all of that, it's also that's emotional and how we deal with, you know, traumatic events and tragedy and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously there's no hierarchy. So whatever is lands in our body as trauma is different for each person, because if your capacity is only this big, the thing that's just a little bit bigger than that is going to register as traumatic. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so like for me, when the news came of that situation, I mean, I was taken out. Like, and I didn't actually realize that I was taken out. I felt tender. I felt raw teaching, um, you know, but 
after my class on uh, Wednesday morning, I had taught two classes already. And after my class on Wednesday morning, a very dear friend of mine, who's also a student of mine, she came in and she said, how are you? And I said, I'm fine. And then immediately my body was like, you are not fine. And I, and I felt it all. And I, and I said, that was a lie. I said, I'm not fine. Yeah. My body just told me. Yep. And then, you know, burst into tears and then rage. And uh-huh. what a beautiful gift uh-huh. to have a friend uh-huh. that could be the soft container for me to land in. But yes. I think that right there is the exact thing we're talking about as far as like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yes. Yes. It, there's I'm a not fine. Things, yeah. No. In, in that, um, and I'm not a very much of a should or shouldn't type of person, but we shouldn't be fine. No. <laughs> so being not fine is an appropriate response to what's correct. happening. Correct. Right. And also just even the picture of when we, uh, when we consider what it would mean to respond with our humanity, it is the, the tears, the rage, that it's the whole access to the entire range and spectrum of, the, of human emotion. It is sometimes the numb. It is sometimes the overwhelm. It is all that. Um, it's just a feel, damn it. You know, it's something. Yep. And I think sometimes what we imagine the image is, is um, contained. It's um, if I'm facing, I, like, there's a rigidity to it. And I feel like it's not. It's, a, it, it's, uh, it's, rel- it feels a l- more like a Jackson Pollock painting where there's just so much being thrown against yes. the wall that it's just like everything, everything. Yes. And then the other thing you said about we can only move as fast as the slowest part of our body feels safe enough. Am I close to what you yeah, said? You're saying it exactly <laughs> right. Okay, great. Yeah. The I think that um, in the field of like mental health, it's like we are also only – um, safe enough to contain what like the youngest part of us is able to hold, right? Yes. So that young version, whatever outliers within us, I think like the Russian Matryoshka dolls, all those little tiny dolls inside that might not know what to do when the big thing happens, right? Yep. So the the inner child work, the growing up of our parts, the whole space that allows all of the self to be able to show up for the self as the container to support the tragedy, the joy, the ugly, the stunning, all of it, right? But that we would be able to move towards healing at a rate where every part of us is welcome and able. Yeah. And that's like, that's why I teach. I, you know, the longer and longer that I've taught yoga for the way that I teach is so much different. And, and it used to be very physical, um, mastery of poses. And Mm -hmm. for me now, you know, I say like, we're not, we're not practicing poses. We're practicing the principles and the posture is the instrument and the tool. And, um, Brian Kess once said, you know, (laughs) a yoga pose is, um, he said, it's like a kitchen knife. It's an instrument. And he said, you know, you can use that kitchen knife to cut up nutritious fruits and vegetables and to feed yourself and prepare and nourish yourself. Or you could stab yourself in the leg with it. (laughs) True. (laughs) So it's all about how we utilize these things. And so for me, like utilizing posture and breath work and, and, um, being in, in collective and in community Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. all about, uh, regulation. It's all about, uh, personal autonomy and it's all about, um, giving people agency and choice and permission Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. freedom in the face of all of those things and saying like, you know, we're expanding our container. We're bringing all of us with, with us on this journey. Um, so not just the parts that we like and feel good Mm -hmm. about, but Mm -hmm. like gently Mm -hmm. holding hands with the, the wounded little person inside of us and all of those things and saying, you're safe here too. Mm-hmm. you're safe here too. Mm-hmm. And in the process of creating that kind of a, a bigger container for each individual person to create and, and harvest in, within their own container, 
we can do the work of holding the feelings. Yes. Seeing them and seeing spectrum and nuance and color and nothing is, well, sometimes things are good and sometimes things are bad, but also there is a lot in between on that pendulum. And mm -hmm. I see so many students sitting on one end of that pendulum swing or the other end of that pendulum swing. And they're too afraid to swing in the other direction because what if I never get back? Meaning that if I'm oh stuck in the yucky, but it's the only thing I know and it feels safer than what's unknown over there, then I don't want to go over there. I want to mm -hmm. stay right here. Or they've swung because they don't like that, but they're hanging from the rafters over here in the good and they're like, can't go back to that. I'll never get back here. Totally. Never get back here. But, you know, like, hey, can we just slow the pendulum swing down mm -hmm. and see that it's going to always come back? And hopefully in that practice, we can figure out how to like reside somewhere here for a yes. little bit longer. So the uptake and the downtake is not so drastic. Mm -hmm. Just to recognize that it is fluid. Like mm -hmm. there's. I can, there's times where I'm like, guys, it is a swing. This is not like, you don't live there now, you know, <laughs> like this is sometimes people think people think of it almost like, like, um, two points, like on the other side of a bridge. And it's like, it's just this or this. And it's like, it's not that it's, that's not even the point. <laughs> that's just no. showing you here to here the, um, it really is. I think of it like a tree swing. It's like, we, we just move from space to space that the fluidity to be able to shift, um, that feels like that's like the magic. That's like, that's like the graciousness that allows us to sustain whatever and whatever space we're inhabiting at that time. Yeah. Um, and also, agents, mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Also what a beautiful gift on top of what you just said, because it allows us to practice the hope and the belief that it can be different. Uh, mm -hmm. That is hope. And, and, <laughs> and if we can't or don't have that, and that's what so many people are, like that I'm seeing with the numbing start, like if yeah. you can't practice hope as a discipline, mm -hmm. you can't take action towards something different. Right. Well, this is, there's, um, in like, in a, like a experiential or psychodramatic exercise is kind of taking our temperature as we move towards a center. And so loosely is if we place an object in the middle of the room, so it's like your phone and put it in the center and you took a step towards it and you took a step towards it, how close do you get to it where you still feel like you're connected to it, but not so connected that you feel like you're, ah! and then a step back, how far back do you move from that center object where you feel like, oh, I feel nothing out here. And so we're like kind of using like the object to take a read on what distance how do I feel, where should I be in relationship to this thing in order to still be connected, but not overwhelmed, connected, but not numb. And so if we took that, we do that literally, you know, in the room, but if we just took that as an idea or as a metaphor, um, how close do I get to, to the feeling, to the experience, to the news, to that person where I feel like I am able to actually have agency and presence and something fluid where I, so I'm that, that allows me to be in my full humanity. If I'm too close to the thing where I can't, I'm too close. I need to step back. Um, if I'm so far back that I've got nothing, then I need to take a step closer. I might need more information. I might need to talk to another mom. I might need to look at the faces of the kids. I might need something to bring me back towards center. Yes. So it's just... Yes. And that, that, I love that. That's amazing. I, I love any kind of experiential yeah. activity Weirdness, yeah. <laughs> that can bring the brain, the body and the heart yeah. all together to get a concept. It's, that's my favorite way to, mm -hmm. to teach and explore. And, you know, that's at a global and a personal scale, what you yes. just said, like, yeah. you know, for these things that are happening outside of us. And then you can also take that back home into a feeling that you're having. Anything. Anything. Yes. Well, that's, one of my favorite classes I've taken with you, there was, and I don't think that you'll recall it because it was just very impactful for me as a back row yoga student, was um, the invitation to play and to not have to hold the posture um, that there was a right way to do it. And so I was very new to yoga and was kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to show up and I'm just, we're just going to be here. And in the past, I felt like I don't belong. 
Like mm-hmm. I do not belong in the room because the people here know what they're doing and or look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> so that was an interesting room to be in. Mm-hmm. And then you move us through a couple poses and there's at one moment, it's called ragdoll, but we're down there. And then you asked like, you asked us to invite us to shake it up a little bit down there, which was not typical. Typically we go through this flow and blah, blah, blah. And it's supposed to be like this. And you always go from this pose to this pose to this pose. Right. Mm-hmm. But there was an invitation that changed the way it was all had always been done. So I wasn't expecting it. And then there was this like shaking, shaky, like ugh, shake out movement that I, again, I wasn't anticipating and I burst into tears. I, all of a sudden it was like whole heart shake out, like, bleh, like true. I mean, it was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's I'm crying now, now listening to this. Oh. That's why I do what I, that's why I do what I do the way I do it. Mm. Oh, it was, it was perfect. Cause mm. it, I, Oh, it was, it was, and I just, I just remember thinking, and I, I loved, um, that play was the point, um, that the way I think it's going to go, that's not, that it might not always go that way. And when it doesn't, to be open to being surprised by which way we do go. Yeah. It was just, it was just beautiful. I just wanted to let you know that it was, mm. I love taking your class. I feel very free. Thank you. And then that's like. <laughs> that you feel very free is Mm -hmm. like such a beautiful compliment because while I don't remember that specific class, Mm -hmm. it's probably because I do things like that in every class, Mm -hmm. you know, whether we're doing heel drops and shaking or dancing or like a lot of like energetic imagery of like, you know, those kinds of things, or even just like, you know, going back to, we talked about agency and autonomy and like in every single shape, like I don't, I don't align anymore with repeating cues because it's the way that we've always been told that it should be done. And like these ideas that were um, implanting fear that something might happen if you were not just like this in this pose, like, Mm -hmm. because nobody's just like this, the one body that the skeleton was made for, this is the way that this yoga pose, I don't live in that body, do you? Nope. No, I, I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't either. <laughs> and so, you know, in every shape, I'm like, roll it around, wiggle the shoulders, yes. shake your head, like make weird noises with your mouth. Yes. And like, yeah. um, I had a student say to me not long ago, um, you know, that class that you taught last week. And I said, um, yeah, they said, um, are you going to do stuff like that again? They're newer to me. And I said, well, probably. And, uh, and let's be honest. The, yes. 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 And yes, I am. And they said, well, um, that's not really like traditional yoga. I like traditional yoga. And I said, oh, well, okay. I said, there's lots of people out there in the world, but I hope you keep sticking around because if we get past the physicality of it, like it actually is speaking to like the roots of what yoga can and should be doing for us and how we can allow it to do that within yeah. us. They stuck around. That's cool. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, oh Maggie, I, you're like, it's, um, you're singing my favorite song because it's like, there are times where I'll meet people. I'm like, I am not a traditional therapist in the way that you think. And, um, it, so no problem. And also I'm not going back to that. Right. I'm not going back to where I've been. And in this journey, I think there's times I'm like, it's just the, that was the way to hear. Okay. And everything is on the way. So it used to be that, no, this is the way to do it. And it's like, no, 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 this is, this is just the way where we're, where we're on. And it was what I needed to get to here. Just like what I need, I have right now is what I need on the way to what's next. And it's an evolving, moving, it's a practice, it's life. And so to say that that is the way and the only way and the way it should be done, oh my gosh, we've just like killed the thing. Yes. (laughs) And all the potential that comes with the thing. Yeah. People always ask me like, oh, how do you describe your style of teaching? And um, also I didn't ask ahead of time. 
I have already cussed once. Sorry. Um, oh, mm, yeah. All swear words are welcome in this place. Okay. <laughs> um, but people ask me like, oh, what's your style? Like, you know, are you traditional? Do you teach this? Do you teach that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I think my style is we just roll around, do weird shit and breathe yeah. <laughs> and see what shows up. And sometimes that looks like yoga poses. And sometimes it looks like dancing. And sometimes it make, it looks like making weird noises and doing yep. weird breath. Um, but it always looks like being present. Like us. Like it's us. Look like like us. humans. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know, for me, I'm like, life doesn't move like this and that and warrior one yeah. and warrior two, you know, life moves like balancing the laundry basket on your hip mm -hmm. with your phone here, walking down the <laughs> stairs and tripping on a Lego. Like, yeah. so, yeah. and that's at a physical layer, but let, like, you can look at that figuratively that. and the imagery yeah. of like yeah. emotions are like that too. And so yeah. if we're only ever doing it this one way, then when we veer off the way or the way unfolds to a different, bigger way, mm, then we don't have coming back the capacity for that yeah yeah and it, and I do I do appreciate the spectrum of teachers therapists whatever people out there that do it authentically to their way yeah it makes me feel like I can actually trust um there's safety in that when we're doing it our way in the way that is most true to ourself and otherwise it would, you could feel the incongruence it's like if I tried to be um super linear and black and white, it would feel disjointed. And I don't, I wouldn't trust myself in the practice of it. And I imagine that the person I'm working with would be like, what the hell is going on here? 100%. <laughs> like, what is this? Right. So, um, and, and bless the person that that is the safe, secure way. And the client who comes to that person or student and says, Hey, like that I need the traditional practice. I need the structure. I thrive in this. This is what I need that speaks safety to me for where I am on my way now. And then just like us as mature people in the fields that we work within, mm -hmm. being able to like have value and um, reverence for the way we've That's chosen fun. to do it. That's like, fun. cause I know that had I, you know, look at Maggie teaching eight years ago, mm -hmm. gosh, probably even five years ago, the students said that to me Oof, all the the pricklies and the needles oh, and sure. the defense for but sure. you know mm -hmm. now I just exactly what you said like there's a way for everyone and I definitely mm -hmm. won't speak to everyone um but I always with the invitation of I hope you stick around there might be something yeah. um here for you um, yes and I recognize that uh that the way that I teach is both comforting and designed to rub up against the edges just mm -hmm. just enough mm -hmm. because if you're always wrapped in the, the cocoon right coming back to it right then grow. then you can't grow yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, and there's something like i have a i love um i know like we meet in this intersection but like a kind of a love for the bizarre a love for the yes. weird i feel like it allows us to like like do going there i just it opens up so many things and it's like so we've, we, we gotta get a little weird to be able to like lighten up see what's possible break out of like that thing that we've been telling ourselves is the way we have to be yeah so. well and to just unlock what we maybe don't even know is there like you said you know you had an invitation to like play and to <laughs> wiggle and to shake and to do yeah. whatever and you know you're going to see a spectrum of response yes. to that you're going to see the staunch mm. face frustrated i'm immobilized i can't do that to the people who laugh and think it's silly and ridiculous totally. because it is silly and ridiculous mm -hmm. and then the people who are like whoa surprise tears showed up with that and there's, and there's a stitch to that, right? And if we can, like, we just pulled that thread a little bit and, oh, oh, that's interesting. I cried when I got invited to play. What's there for me? And that's the, like, bringing back all those little tender pieces of us, all the, the younger versions of ourselves and mm -hmm. with permission to explore that and go, oh, oh, maybe I had a story that I had to be just perfect and organized all the time. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't, it wasn't good and it wasn't right or it wasn't safe. And look at that. 
I did it. I cried and I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm here. She's still holding me. She's still saying that we're on track. Like, right. Right. And there was another pose and then a different transition and then another experience. And it was like, Oh, I just, okay. Like, and I also love that it was wordless. Um, it's a largely why I've kind of been moving out of talk therapy is, is words take us sometimes out of our experience and we put that cerebral, you know, wordy cap back on. And so just to be able to be in a wordless experience that felt sense that just outside of word, just in it was so cathartic and mm. so healing. You don't, we don't have to, I don't have to describe it. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to analyze it or justify it. It's like, there's something very powerful about letting the body do the work. Yeah. 100%. I mean, we live in an overly articulate world. Yeah. All the words. And we have to describe and explain and fix and figure out and, Mm -hmm. you know, have an explanation for everything. And sometimes the most therapeutic thing that we can do is to ask the question, say the prayer and get out of the way. And that feels terrifying for people who need to grab hold of, for all of us, you know, like until we practice that, like to hold on to certainty. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that like, even what we're saying isn't certain. <laughs> totally. It isn't. It's subjective. Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, I'm like, it, it, like when I don't have the words, it's always body. Like when I don't understand, um, I, my, in my mind, you know, one of my teacher's jewels, she always says it's a neck down conversation. <laughs> That's so great. You would, you would, so you would love jewels, <laughs> but it's, you know, she it. just says it's like most of life yeah. is a neck down conversation. Yeah. And if we can just like, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. sieve, right down, 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 like into the body. And I always yeah. like, so when I'm in that place and I'm way heady and I'm trying to over explain, I'm really good at explaining. Like everyone around Girl, me is like, ditto. words, words, words by Maggie. That's a, that's an actual catchphrase. But like mm. my husband is a deep thinker mm. and has beautiful things to say, but he's not an overly articulate person. And he God bless him. And sometimes I wish I had more of this. Slow is his first language and slow is my foreign language. <laughs> totally. And so when I'm up here, up here, up here and giving him the words, words, words by Maggie and I can see him flooding. Okay. He's me. He's met capacity, which, you know, yeah. self-awareness is everything. I didn't ever realized that I did that for probably the first hundred years we were married. Um, (laughs) But now when I can see that happening or I can feel it even happening bodily sensation wise for me where I get sweaty and I get, you know, the heart rate goes and I can feel everything right here at the top of my chest, as opposed to, I can no longer feel my feet. I just repeat to myself, I stand still and I say feet, body, breath, feet, body, like even just doing it with you right now, I'm like feeling my feet on the ground, feeling my body, and then feeling how my body presses against the edge of, or how my breath presses against the edge of my body, I'm not in my brain anymore. I am in my body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's enough to slow it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's enough to go, oh, okay. The words might not be necessary necessary or even relevant to what's current anymore right like accurate or accurate yes all of these things yeah um yeah the body Mm. is pretty powerful it yes yeah to move something through right i mean it feels so much like labor the um the I feel like my stuff, my energy, whatever it is that needs to come through, I feel like I move towards like creativity. Like I need to like move, um, I need to make something. So making is a way for me to like 
is it recycle, whatever, whatever's coming in that needs to also go back out. Yeah. Like, the, I, and so I, it's like, I, my Aurora Allen, who you know as well. Love Aurora. She's she, amazing. Yeah, she's like, gosh, she's like my, like her body queen. And I watch her use her body as a conduit. I mean, it is, oh, it I is do. like a, yes, it's just, I mean, I'm intrigued and enraptured by watching you, her, the way you move your body as a way to heal and find healing. And it's, I think that everyone has their flow state in that regard. The artists, the people who, um, who surf, you know, all the different ways in which we find that type of connected release. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah for me, it's definitely movement of my body. It's also writing. Like, uh, so yeah. And that's a movement, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's another flow. It's, it's right. Yeah. And, yeah, sometimes, you're writing and sometimes even when like the words won't come mm-hmm. pen to paper and it's mm-hmm. just, okay, gonna just doodle, make circles, Swirl, swirls, totally. scribbles. And mm-hmm. you know, like, um, I, I follow the rule of like, um, uh, my, like when I'm journaling or when something needs to be moved out, the rule is um, set the timer. Hmm. What can you tolerate? Is it five minutes? Is it 10 minutes? Put on some kind of soothing music. And if you're not trying to write a story, you're trying to let the story come out, whatever that is. And so it's the rules for me are don't stop writing. Anything that comes into your brain, it goes down. So yes. even if you're like, yeah. today was a good day. what was I going to say what was I going to say and I might say that a million times or the sound of the fish tank might be annoying me so it's like oh that stupid fish tank like whatever it is that's popping into the brain and you don't censor it you go to the mat is what I say go to the mat when you write the most whatever it is if it's fluffy and flowery all the way into the most visceral what feels like bile gross like Totally. Don't censor it. Go to the mat. Yes. And yeah. within mm. that is the meat. Like within yes. that, yeah. all of the like, you know, it that takes us right back to how we started this conversation. Mm. Like within all of the like stuff, everything that it is that we that have going on inside of us, the meat is in there. Yeah, it is. But we can't get to the meat mm-hmm. if we won't let ourselves feel into mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, into the into what's now, right? Yeah. Okay. What is now? What is now? What is now? What is so now? Mm-hmm. What is now? Maggie, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Do we have time for I, that? I can ask you a question. Oh, any? I please hit me. Don't hit mm-hmm. me. Come me. So, um, you know, I am not a therapist at all, but working in the industry that I have, and I know that this happens to everybody is that like the people who maybe don't have therapists all the automatically or, um, unintentionally assume that we become their therapist. <laughs> That's so and real. I am, it is so real. And I am very good at this point in my life of saying, I am not a therapist that is beyond my scope. Let me refer you to somebody. <laughs> And I know so many yoga teachers mm-hmm. who reach places of burnout because yeah. they are trying to, you know, put that hat on for people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe not always intentionally, but it happens all the time. Yes. Um, and in the process, you know, like, because we're not therapists, we're giving our lived experience advice, right? Mm-hmm. Not... Mm-hmm not something that's coming from a more um, generalized place or even, you know, being prepared to say, okay, not generalized, but for you. Yeah. How do you, how do you recommend one, holding teachers or wellness workers accountable to that in a gentle way to say like, hey, not your scope. Ah, that's so And to recognizing that they're even doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's that, that's a good and multi-layered question. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it feels like it's bigger than what we're doing here today, too, that's also okay. I think everything fits. 
Um, I think we all want to be helpful. I think it feels good to be asked. And I think especially new yep. to the wellness field are people chomping at the bit to answer all the questions. I was and, when I was brand new. <laughs> my favorite oh, answer. Me. My favorite answer now is I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they're t- it's a, the yeah. The I don't know about the accountability piece because I kind of just feel like that's just the way we learn. Yeah, it, it, it's by realizing, oh, you know what? Maybe that person really wasn't even asking me that. It's that self awareness piece again, yep. of um, maybe next time I could say, "What's that like for you? What's that like for you?" And I think the more that we can return somebody to the power of their own perspective, then they'll be able to set themselves free. They'll be able to answer their own questions. They'd be able to say, this is what that's like, rather than I don't know what to do with this. Mm. Um, I also love, so my hairdresser friends, my bartender friends, my yoga teacher friends, I'm like, girl, guys, you guys get all the questions. So whenever someone asks you, say, that sounds like a great question for your therapist who you pay. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Because I'm like... It's, I always joke, I'm like, it's so funny. I'm like, you know, all the rest of us had to go to grad school to like help people learn how to feel comfortable enough to share things with us. But when I used to work as a bartender, I'm like, I heard way more than I ever wanted to hear. Right? <laughs> same, girl, same. <laughs> I didn't ask for that information. Thanks. So, yeah. Um, but Maggie, it's, it's, it's just like, um, Therapists do that too, by the way. Like therapists, like in practice too, like want to solve or fix or answer. And there is great power into um, allowing enough like tension and space for the person to come to it themselves. That answer lasts a lot longer than the piece of information that a therapist could give. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. I I do that with, you know, you, we talked about agency and autonomy. I mean, yeah. that's the same thing. Like I could, like I very rarely touch bodies anymore. And when I do, they're very intentional touch where it's like, no, no, no. I want you to be able to do this without me. The touch yes. that I'm offering you or yeah. when I am chatting with a student or whatever, um, or a friend that that is asking for support or advice, it's mm. like, no, I want to guide you to the root of action. Like what's going to empower you to be able to feel this so you can do it without me. And, you know, that same thing goes for, for being in conversation that way too. And I'm certainly a people pleaser and a fixer. And that is partly why, you know, bypassing those things when I first started teaching and not Mm -hmm. having, not having done enough of my own work, not holding myself accountable enough to care for myself in that way and explore those things and come back to that place of self-awareness to say, oh yeah, that's my tendency that's what I do. And maybe this Mm -hmm. is where that's coming from. And so then it's just like, you know, like coming across in, in all interactions that I'm having. Can't say that I can't say that I don't do that still. Cause I, I'm sure that I do. I know that I do. I'm very aware of all of my, my things. (laughs) Things, Um, And, um, you know, as we all have our things and sometimes I'll slip back into that where I'll start asking a question or, or, you know, and I'll just say, Hmm, I'll pause myself and be like, "Mm -mm." I'm not sure that they actually asked for solutions. They asked for support and maybe they didn't specifically say I need your support. Um, But ultimately I think most of the time when anybody is coming to us, they are just asking for support unless they're specifically oh. saying I'm, I need solutions. And so now like I tend yes. to do that a little bit more where, oh, okay, are you asking for a solution or do you exactly. just need support? Need to if be, you just need support, to I'm going to listen. Mm. Yeah. Totally. That's like a marriage shaving question too. I'm oh, like, hell yeah. I always like pre-front that. I'm like, you know, I don't, um, I don't need solutions. I just need to let you know. Yes. Um, or 
I do need some input. So please listen carefully because I'm yes. going to be taking recommendations at the end of our conversation, babe. Definitely um, marriage saver for sure yeah, for us. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I definitely like I'll jump on anything my husband has to say as quick as possible. And well, here's a five step process that's going to get you out of that. And he's like, no, I really just wanted to bitch about my day for a minute. Is that okay? Correct. I'm like, yep. oh yeah. Yep. That's totally okay. Sorry. You're not broken. I don't need to fix you. Yep. Yep. I, I, my husband's a, a solution human. And so I'll be like, you know, actually I, I got it. <laughs> I was just including you in my process. Yes. So I'm good, babe. Yes. You know, I was, I'm a, I'm a full adult here over here, you know? And it's like, it's like in, but if we don't understand what the invitation is, right. Then we kind of like RSVP in a very weird way. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, let's just be super clear. And, and so even like, so because people like uh, friends will even know I'm a therapist and they'll start talking and saying something like, what do you think? I'm like, Oh wait, are you asking me as a therapist or like, as like the mom at the pool with a white cloth? Like, cause I'm like, You're not, I don't have that right now. right now. I'm not. Yeah. Also, I would never even answer that if you were a client in my room. That's just not how I, how I like work. So you're, you're like, but also here's my schedule. Go ahead and sign up for yeah, a session so if you need it. Here's radical wellness and those women are Queens and they'll take care of you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I feel you on that too. I definitely mm. like, um, I have, um, some, friendships that have not weathered that Mm -hmm. storm because I one could not create the boundary to be able to say "Ooh, okay like um this is not for me in this moment to to hold the space for you this way because there's you know there's definitely that balance um but also always looking at it from a place of reciprocity like are we doing this for each other oh no no it's just I'm I'm doing this for you a lot like yeah, work. and to be aware, you know, like there's like, yes. I, I sometimes like, Hey, there's, there's people I'll put in different, like it's just different buckets. Just the way it is helps me categorize it a little bit. Like, um, more output than input, more input than output, truly reciprocal. Like, yes. But if, if I'm aware and I'm willing to consent to that as like, I see that, then that's my choice. And if I'm not, then that's also my choice. Um, exactly. Yeah. But that's, you know, how cool that we get to be adults and make that choice. <laughs> I love that. Say that again. So that you have more people that are well, more I, I, output I like than input. Three little buckets. I do. There's more people that I feel like I'm giving, I'm putting a lot more out than I, than is coming in. And there are some that I have, I, I receive a ton more from. I know that. I just know like they are, they pour into me and I don't, there's not as much, like there's mom friends I have that have friends that are graduating from college. These women pour into me a lot more because I'm in a, like the struggle stage of motherhood where I'm like, hi, um, I made it through the day. Yeah, I might so have brushed my teeth. I'm not sure. Help me. Mm-hmm. We did it. So I think of those relationships, right? And then like the ones that are reciprocal where we really are, um, there's a very generative reciprocity in the way yeah. that we engage. So, but it's clear and it's contained and I know who's in what bucket and I'm not a martyr to the ones that I'm like, cause I chose that. I recognize yes. it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not a hero in the other ones either. And so. you're not trying to pour the other into the other buckets. It's just like, Oh, that's no. okay. That's where we are. That's where you are. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write that down one more time. <laughs> Maggie, if people want to get in touch with you or kind of, I mean, I love following your Instagram and reading dominantly reading what you have to share. Um, where could people find you? Mm. Well, my Instagram is Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E-G-R-V-T. Um, the RVT is registered veterinary technician because that's what I did before <laughs> I worked in movement. Um, and, you know, yes. that's, I've had that email for a long time, so it just stayed the same. Um, so that's um, my Instagram. Um, and then I have a website, but I... Am not anything technical or savvy, so I won't even say it because I'm sure it hasn't been updated in seven years. Um, but I teach locally in um, Dana Point in the harbor at iHeart Yoga, 
And yes. I also do private client work and I host retreats and um, do small group work and things like that. And um, love connecting with other human beings and doing weird shit and breathing. So, Perfect. Um, Perfect. yeah. <laughs> so tell me again the Instagram handle. Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E-G. Mm -hmm. R is in registered. V is in veterinary. T is in technician. No, I lied. That's my email. Okay, it's Maggie oh gosh, you guys. G Yogi. Yes, it is. Thank you. You you show up. Where am I? <laughs> like, wait a second. I I, I was giving you account. my I was giving my, you my email address. I might I might email you after this then. Um no, I'll I'll link it and it'll be perfect. But I you can email okay. me. I we Maggie might, okay. G Yogi. That's my Yes. That's my Instagram. It is. That is. Thank you. Thank you for that. I can't tell you how many times I've given out my husband's phone number instead of my own. So yeah. I'm like, I I don't know. What are we asking for here, people? I just don't like, know. Like, do you need my date of birth and social security? My I'm, social, I'm, do you need a drop of my blood? Yeah. I mean, what do we need here? That's, that's how it works. <laughs> just look at that. It's so good. See? Human being. Yeah. Human being. No. I was over here. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, no, no, no. We're good. You're like, I already know this, Maggie. <laughs> and you're wrong. And I love you. <laughs> it was perfect. It is perfect. Mm. Perfectly imperfect. I kind of love that that's the way that it landed. Yeah, it's good. Because I, I like, you. everybody has this idea that like I have my shit together all the time. Oh. Which is so funny because I'm like, I don't lead from that place. I'm like, here is all of it. Yeah. What? And oh yeah, I like to really set that bar low. Yeah, me too. You know, the lower I set it, you know, they're like, oh, that girl probably doesn't have anything together." And then the one time I come through, they're like, "Wow." Yeah, I would love you to be surprised. Yeah. Like, I would love, like, I would definitely, you know, being on a pedestal is a lonely place, and I don't want that <laughs> at all. Like, I want to be in the trench with you, and mm -hmm. I always want you to feel like. I am, and that sometimes you're going to hold my hand and lift me out of it, and sometimes I'm going to, you know, let you step on my knee as a step stool to get out of it, too. Oh, like, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, it's real. This was awesome. It's so fun. It's just fun chatting. I love, I love, um, I like getting to hear the heart behind your work and your, like, just your human presence. I, I experience it. I sense it. I feel it. But you like getting to hear, like, the other, the more is so, it's just lovely. Well, the feeling is very mutual. I have such deep gratitude and reverence and respect for the work that you do. And it very much um, speaks my language. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I like when I'm like, oh, you need a therapist. I have like four people mm -hmm. that I'm like, these are the ones. Um, totally. I totally get that. You know, and, and you just like what you're doing and how you're doing it. And it's just so, it's such a beautiful gift. And I love seeing your perspective and how you approach. Mm. It's awesome. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Mm. I'll put that right in here. <laughs> yep. Just tuck it, tuck it in my little heart pocket. Yes. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to, to be here with you. Thank you so much for listening. You guys, TrailerCast is, um, it's like a pillow. <laughs> it's like a sweet space to rest. And it's also a place to to join. It's a place to get creative. It's a place to learn. It's a place to come home. And so if you have questions or thoughts, if you want to have one of these conversations yourself, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me hello at elisesnipes.com or check out any of those things on my website. If you are interested in doing some of your own work, if you want to get started in the field of therapy or coaching, all the language we use around mental health. Maybe you've been in therapy before, but it was um, wonky or it didn't last or it didn't feel like a good fit. D don't let that be the last story you have on therapy, right? I mean, it is weird, you guys. It's strange and foreign and vulnerable and all the things. And we often have to break rules in order to do the work, right? We have to be willing to open up or share or learn or see how it went, own the power of our perspective. And so if there is 
If there are questions you have about that, I'd love to introduce you to the Women of Radical Wellness Collaborative. We hold our work in a very different way, in a very non-traditional way. Our, our hope is that we get to come alongside you and support you in creating sustainable change, that we allow you to have space to see your story, to see yourself with more accuracy. And from there to know that we trust you to make the changes that you see. So if any of that is interesting to you or fits for you or someone you know, you can check out all that information as well at www.radicalwellness.co. Cheers. Cheers.